The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports NFL Podcast. This show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more i'm will brinson and i'm joined by john breach and the bold predictor himself pete prisco live from fort lauderdale what's up fellas what's going on doing all right by 56 million people tuned in to chiefs bills on sunday night i think we should all get raises it's incredible I mean, it's amazing what Taylor Swift has done. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, look, the, all the games had a had high ratings, but that one had the best. And and I think you know her being around adds to it. I don't think there's any question. Yeah, about and, and so does a shirtless Jason Kelsey. That's yeah. the thing. Ever look, my wife, huge Taylor Swift fan, but when that game was over, the first thing she brought up to me was Jason Kelsey's crazy. So that is how much uh, Jason Kelsey's craziness struck. Is she watching separately from where you were watching? Well, I watch in my office, and she watches not in my office, so yes. But she was watching the game, and you just didn't watch with her? Oh, no. She'll, she'll, she watches other stuff that wives watch. She doesn't, like, watch Flip's channels. She'll check in and oh, see gotcha. what's Yeah, like during commercial, like, below deck, she'll flip in and check in. Right, right. Or Property Brothers or something. Yeah. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button or hit subscribe as well turn on notifications we'll get notified when we go live which will be it's always helpful this time of year jim harbaugh the chargers maybe having a little something going on here you'll want to know when we go live on our emergency podcast so hit subscribe and click that bell button if you're listening on any pod various podcast platform make sure and give us a five star review in the feed we actually have an emergency podcast from Monday night when Breach and I talked about Brian Callahan being hired by the Titans, the Bengals OC, former Bengals OC, and of course our early leans for the championship week. Today we're going to do a divisional round 
Or no, we're going to look at our divisional round bowl predictions and do conference championship bowl predictions. But first, Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers reportedly, quote, within striking distance on a deal, Pete. Is this a good move if this happens? And the, the early buzz is that Greg Roman would be his OC, which is an interesting fit with Justin Herbert. Oh, I mean, how look, do you, how Jim, do you Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh is a winner. There's, you can't. You can't deny wins that. everywhere he goes, in. and but he wins by playing physical, offensive and defensive football, which I'm okay with. By the way, I, I think if you're not tough on both lines, you got problems. I don't care how good how good your quarterback is, even you better be physical on both sides of the ball. Now, having said that, if you're bringing Greg Roman in, that makes no sense. I said this earlier. We were doing a hit on HQ. Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers can't make. Justin Herbert feel good. It just can't. And, and I know if somebody, and, da, and Danny Cannell said, well, he can be excited about being a winner. And I, I'd rather throw the ball around. I want to be, you know, would you rather be Trent Dilfer or Dan Marino? I'd rather be Dan Marino. I, I just, I hope, I hope that they don't try and rein Justin Herbert in by bringing in a guy like Greg Roman. I don't like it. Well, all right, so uh, the Greg Roman thing is definitely concerning, and that's why it was like if Harbaugh went to the Bears and you had Justin Fields or Caleb Williams and Greg Roman, maybe that's different. But Herbert's athletic too; he's just not. He's not sure, not, remember he ran for over 100 yards in the Rose Bowl back in the day. Right, right, no, no, no. Herbert, Herbert's extremely athletic. I'm just saying, like Greg Roman was awesome in 2019 when he busted out this offense for Lamar Jackson, and same thing when he uh, busted out you know, the Colin Kaepernick offense for the 49ers back in the day. And he was there when Alex Smith had his turnaround too. So it's not outrageous to suggest that Harbaugh and Greg Roman could make it work really well with Justin Herbert. Um, but I do think it's fair to like, do you, would you think it's more, I see, I think it's more likely that he gets the most out of Herbert. Like he gets the most out of his quarterbacks. It's just not always working with the best quarterbacks. Well, he had, he had Andrew Luck at Stanford. <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah. and they did pretty well. But yeah, he made well, Andrew Luck. Like, I mean, he didn't make Andrew Luck. Stop it. Stop it. Pete, he I actually it. think it's the Andrew Luck college. comparison, though, the, the Andrew Luck comparison is why the Justin Herbert situation could work because Greg Roman was at Stanford for two years with Jim Harbaugh and Andrew Luck. And the three of them took a talented, already talented quarterback, as you said. They did not make Andrew Luck. But that team, that offense looked pretty efficient out there. And well, you know, Stanford was Luck. a laughing stock in that in hey, that conference. For Breach, a bit. Call up Andrew Lux. Call up Andrew Lux numbers at Stanford. For I've got them right in front of me. Which uh, so uh, I, was, I, mean, I was looking them up. The um, first year, fifty six point three percent completion percentage, two thousand five hundred seventy five yards, thirteen touchdowns, four interceptions as a freshman in twelve games. Second year, sophomore, of course. Uh, did he miss a year for injury? I it's weird so. they haven't listed sophomore than senior. Bizarre. Um, Anyway, he was only there three years, right? Yeah. Yeah. So second year, 13 games, 70.7% completion percentage, 3,338 yards, 32 touchdowns, eight interceptions. And then his final year, 13 games, 71.3% completion percentage, 3,517 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Um, yards per attempt went down a, a snug but or a, a smidgen, that 8.7 from 9.0. But I mean... You know, aside from the completion percentage his first year, 
just outstanding stuff. And I'm sorry, and I ran the Jim ball, Hall. and he was great off of play yeah. action and everything else. He ran the ball. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, if they're going to play like they did when Luck was the quarterback, I'm okay with that. I, I'm okay with that. But but he, I mean, if you get 38 touchdown passes out of Justin Herbert, that'd be great. I mean, you take that. Any he, he's going to win MVP. He's going to win MVP if he does that. Right. Probably. Right. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean, if they play like they did when they were at Stanford, okay. Um, you know, but JJ McCarthy didn't throw the ball much at Michigan. I mean, he no. was, and, and you know, that's why his evaluation's hard because he didn't he didn't throw the ball a lot at Michigan. So, yeah, I mean, look, Harbaugh's a great hire. The shelf life will be short, I think. I mean, that's just who he is. The shelf life is going to be short. But if you can get physical offensive line and physical defensive line, you're going to win in this league, provided you have a quarterback, and they have a quarterback. And, and worth noting, too, real quick, sorry, I, want to, I want to touch yeah. on the shelf life thing real quick, because one, one thing you don't see is the family ownerships, the Cardinals, the Bengals, the Chargers make these big name hires where you're saying, all right, I'm going to give this guy all the control in the organization. So I think the shelf life thing is interesting because I have a hard time seeing Harbaugh not butt heads with everyone in the Spanos family. Uh, if things get a little bit rocky or if the Spanish family wants to go one way and Harbaugh's like, no, no, we're going this way. And you hired me. So that's what we're doing. It just seems like it's an odd coupling, even though I do think it is, it would be a good hire for the chargers. Well, he's an odd coupling wherever he goes. He's an odd couple. He's an odd bird. He's, he's, a, he's a weird dude. I mean, they're crazy. Hey, look, man. I mean, he's weird. That's the only way to describe him. I mean, I, I remember um, the one press conference I was at, I think it was in Arizona. He was the 49ers played a game near Thanksgiving. And he was, remember he did the turkle wobble, wobble, gobble, 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 that one. That, gobble, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what is this guy doing? He's just, he's just a weird dude, but he can coach and he will um, instill a toughness in that team that you haven't seen. So I, I would, the only thing I would push back to is that um, while he does have short shelf lives in most of the spots he's been, the San Francisco, he would have stayed in San he would he, I mean, he only got pushed out of San Francisco because of Trent Baalke, who has been shown, and you've, you've talked about it on the show and elsewhere, Pete. I mean, it's been shown like that, you know, a different GM, maybe Jim Harbaugh's in, in San Francisco a little bit longer. And he, hey, he has been in Michigan for nine years. That's a long but time. It's also, his, it's also his alma mater. And at one point they were talking about getting rid of him. And then they kind of, you know, he changed the well, way. It was after the things. 2020, the, the COVID season, they asked him to take a pay cut. And that's why right. many people think he's fine leaving now. I think he also really, really, and this is kind of a no bleep Sherlock thing, but like he really wants to win a Super Bowl. Um, you, 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 He's talked about this. And obviously winning a national championship for his alma mater is freaking awesome. But I think Jim Harbaugh is wired in a way that, that means that, that if he wins a Super Bowl next year, this the national championship at Michigan would, wouldn't even compare to the winning the Super Bowl. Like I think it drives him nuts that his brother has a Super Bowl and he doesn't. Yeah, maybe, but uh, again, um, you know, he, he, winning a championship in college and then winning one in the NFL is special. I mean, that's yeah. it's hard to do. So it would be a great accomplishment. Who's, who's, who's done that? Jimmy Johnson and Pete Carroll did it. Pete Carroll, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Pete yeah. Carroll, Jimmy Johnson. There's a couple others, but 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 accomplishing that would be an, an amazing feat, and he's more than capable of doing it. It's just weird. Can, it's gonna be. A, it's hard. It's hard. You know. Look, Trent Baalke isn't the isn't also is also a little weird. So that you could see where those two would have a butting of the heads, and plus ego gets in the way. Always does. Switzer Switzer did it too, by the way, and Paul yeah. Brown, and Paul Brown. Right, Paul I think Brown. that's only four. I think that's only four that did it, right? 
But Paul Brown didn't win a Super Bowl, but he won an NFL Plenty of them. Yeah, several of them. Um, yeah, the only four guys to do it. So Harbaugh would join that club. And I got to tell you, <laughs> you know what I am here for if Jim Harbaugh goes to the Chargers? Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton twice a year. We will get some like Sean Payton, like, 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 just like choking himself, like to make fun of, I, like, just some, we can get some fights at midfield. And I'm, I'm here for that. All right. Well, well, they'll both be physical teams by the time they, if they can stick around to mold them into the way they want them to be. And they'll probably both end up being second and third place. That's the other thing about that division, man. Like, dude, good luck. Well, because the Raiders with Antonio Pierce are going to be a much more physical team, too. Yeah. Who was it that said? What did, did somebody say yesterday? What, what were we, oh, did you say this breach of the AFC? Somebody say that some division could be the best division in football? It wasn't the AFC West. The AFC West, if they get hardball, that's the best division in football. Well, remember a year ago, the AFC West was supposed to be the uh, the SEC of the uh, of the league. Remember, mm-hmm. and AFC it didn't North work. is still pretty high. Yeah, the Even a- if if, goes if to the you West. rank divisions right now, the AFC North would be number one, wouldn't it? Yeah, you got the only division in NFL history that put all teams over five hundred and put three teams in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, but the Steelers hashtag Steelers. Magic Beans. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I would rather if you're doing a head to head. You would take, I mean, Ravens Chiefs, find out on Sunday on AF, on, on CBS and on Paramount Plus. Um, and then you would t- definitely take the Browns and Bengals over, Browns, Bengals, and Steelers over the, the following three. But I think if you add Harbaugh and give Sean, Sean Payton a, a quarterback, maybe that changes. All By right. the way, I like I like the hire in Tennessee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quickly, uh, touch on that. Yeah, because, look, Will Levis needs a guy who's going to be a bright offensive mind. This guy's a bright offensive mind. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think getting him in there to work with that, that made all the sense in the world to me to hire a guy who was going to be an offensive guy to work with the quarterback who the general manager drafted to be the franchise quarterback. So it works. And I think, you know, Callahan will make that uh, offense much better. He'll make Will Levis into a much better player. And there's a lot of ability there, as you know, how I feel about him to, to kind of mold it around them. So I like I like the hire a lot. Uh, you think he brings his dad with him? If he can, I think he'll be able to. I mean, they, they shouldn't hold that up. That would be a little tacky if they tried to hold that up. I think. Couldn't he? It's the Browns, though, Pete. I know. Could be that would be tacky, though. Would he have? Would he have to make him? He'd have to make him like OC for him to leave, which look really wanted. I would imagine. This is just me guessing, but if I'm Kevin Stefanski, and and Kevin's a good dude. Callahan really wanted to go coach with his son. I don't, and I know Kevin Stefanski and his father are very close. You know, his father was in the NBA for a long time, mm. general manager. And I can't imagine Kevin would block that. I just don't think he would. Well, you'd also have a pretty disgruntled offensive line coach if you were like, sorry, dude, you can't, you can't go coach with your son. I mean, my son's an NFL head coach. I should be able to go coach on his staff. Yeah. And you should understand why. It's not to make that team better necessarily even though i think i will i would do that it's to be with my son they should allow that to happen and i think yeah, they, and i think kevin's kevin's too good a guy he's been around sports his whole life i, I don't think he'd block that i just don't what? now the team might decide they might but i don't think kevin yeah it'd be a bad look if the browns block that because you're talking about a pretty small window for bill callahan and brian callahan to coach together and that having that opportunity to do it as your son is the head coach and I mean, who knows? You're probably not going to win a Super Bowl or anything like that, but you know, you could surprise some people. Anyway, 
Moving along. Pete had an incredible wild card round. Three of six on his bowl predictions. 50% bowl predictions. Great. Pete made four bowl predictions in the divisional round. Let's see how they went. In the Texans and Ravens, you said what, Pete? The two quarterbacks will combine to throw for... 575. That is a ton of yardage for a. That means Lamar Jackson is slinging it. They did not quite get there. Um, 327. The weather, the weather was a factor. It was a little worse than I thought it was. What's uh, crazy? 327 combined passing yards. The crazy part is that CJ Stroud threw the ball 14 times in the second half for 44 yards. Yeah, he, he didn't play very well. And they struggled. They had way too many pre-snap penalties to kind of ruin yeah. drives. And I didn't – Bobby Slowick had a great week the week before. He didn't have such a good week this week. A lot hated, of first-down runs. I hated the – yeah, he needed to dictate tempo, and I hated the trick play. They had rhythm. They were in a rhythm. Then he ran that stupid trick play and took him out of it. I, I didn't like that call at all. So um, I think that contributed. And, and Lamar struggled the first half. He didn't play well. He wasn't throw it, passing the ball very well either in the first half, and they kind of got back to the roots of him running and kind of got it going. So that was a bad prediction on my part. Next up, Packers 49ers. You said that? Go bald. The Packers are going to upset the 49ers. Oh! A plus! So you weren't I think right. we give them this one. That one counts. I he agree. Gets the point. I agree. My God. Uh, I mean, I can't believe they didn't win that game. I, I was um, sitting there watching it. I'm astounded. They, you first off, you get six points on three trips to the red zone in the in the beginning of the game. That should never happen. Uh, and then you blow that opportunity on the field goal to take a seven point lead. And and worst case scenario, you go to overtime. It, it just everything that could go wrong at the end of that game went wrong. They should have won the game. They were the better team that day. I'm not saying they're the better team, but in that game, they were the better team. Yeah. Uh, do you think that there's a case to be made? You talk about the Lamar slow start and then how San Francisco played. That maybe having that, like, you clinch the first number one seed and, and don't play anybody. And it's tough because, like, you don't want to play everybody in week 18. They get hurt and you look like an idiot. We've seen that before. But it did feel like both teams were a little sluggish out of the gate. Yeah, and, and Green Bay did the one thing you have to do to beat San Francisco. They block them. Block you block them, you, you beat them. You beat them. You know, that's the way it is. Can do. Ooh. Maybe Detroit. Detroit's got a good blocking team. Mm, interesting. All right. Buccaneers and Lions. You said that. This one's going to get loose, too. So I, I think you're going to see the two quarterbacks throw combined for eight touchdowns. Six. Six. Six, six passing touchdowns. touchdowns. That is a lot. All right. Six passing touchdowns. Three each. Almost. We got five. You get a half point there. Yeah, yeah. that was, that was a half point. Three and each, it, and Baker actually threw for three. Yeah, uh, and and I thought, uh, you know, if Gibbs doesn't rip off the long run, who knows? You might get the other one there. But um, I, I think that Baker, but Baker played well. I love what I love the way Baker he was awesome. The interception at the end of the game. Who knows if they're going to go get another touchdown anyways. I mean, long odds against it, but he had Godwin on the – if you look at – if you go watch that play, he has him right on the left to that clearing and open. He All he has to do is throw it to him, and he's got a first down at about 15 yards, and off they go. Yeah. The uh, Baker 
Baker's great. Um, he's back in Tampa Bay, right? Has to be. Has to be. They want him back. Uh, of course. Yeah. yeah. He should want to be back. Yeah, he wants. Uh, although I will say, I think that um, with Dan Morgan being hired as Carolina's GM, there's a non-zero chance of uh, Dave Canales going to Carolina. Hot, just a, a hot take. They were together in Seattle. Thought. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Who do you think gets hired by the Panthers? Tough. I mean, it's hard to pick these who these guys are going to get. You know, I mean, they they interview forty thousand people now. Remember, it used to be you'd interview like three guys and three pick guys. one. Yeah. Now they now they bring in ten. I mean, it's crazy. And by the way, if I was doing the interview, that's what I would do because I'd pick the brain of everybody and steal as much as I could from every single guy that comes <laughs> into that room. Seriously, um, I, I I believe you. That that seems like a smart move and something you would do. But those things, uh, they. Imagine uh, <laughs> sitting with you got an NFL head coach. Who I mean, an NFL coordinator has been in the league for a long time, and he, or even an innovative young one, and they're sitting in the chair next to you, and you pick their brain for you know ten hours, writing down stuff, and if you don't hire them, then you have all their stuff. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like the scene from Silicon Valley when um, they bring uh, they bring the guys from Pied Piper, and they're like, "Yeah, we want to acquire you. So you can tell us how uh, tell us about uh, middle middle out middle middle out compression." And they're like doing it on the whiteboard. They're like, "No, yeah. keep going, keep going." Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Finally, you. Oh, this is a shame. You know, it's a shame because actually, no, there's no real reason it's a shame. But you said this about the Chiefs and the Bills. Chiefs, Bills, bold prediction. Bold, huh? We need something bold. How about this for bold? Dalton Kincaid has a better game than Travis Kelsey. Oh, that's spicy. That's very breachy of you because that's doable given how they played. No. You're going to have to shake it off. You're going to have to shake that it off. That was bad. That was bad. Shake it off. That was bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they, I don't think they used Kincaid enough. I, 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 don't, I don't think Dalton Kincaid got used enough. You know what's uh, funny, though, is that Kincaid did lead the Bills in receiving, so it's not like he didn't do anything in the game. It's just that Travis Kelsey – had a monster game because his brother and Taylor Swift were there. Hey, well, also because they busted a coverage when he went in for a touchdown. That was terrible. And that, yeah. and and they threw that little screen to him to get that second touchdown. Just they're like, you know what? Let's get him that record just in case he retires and we lose. We got to make sure he it's goes home. Pretty, it's pretty wild how just really um, spread out both teams were in terms of like in terms of receiving. You know, you had Kelsey seventy five, MVS sixty two, Rasheed Rice forty seven. Nobody had more than 50 receiving yards for the Bills. That's wild. Well, they would have uh, had 50 on one play if Diggs had caught it. <laughs> yes. In his hands. Do you think that Stephon Diggs is on the Buffalo Bills in 2024? They need help. I, I don't – he doesn't – A, he doesn't run that well anymore. And not that he ever was a burner to begin with. Uh, but they need help. Uh, that, that's, that should be priority number one for them is getting – They haven't receiving. invested a ton in the no. receiving – Yeah. I mean, Gabe Davis being a, injured and being a kind of a flop this year really hurt that offense. Really hurt the offense. And then Gabe I mean, Davis. Did you guys see the clip of him like getting in a verbal fight with fans, Bills fans, yeah. while he's walking off the field? And then said he was going to go to free agency. I mean, not a great week for Gabe Davis. And yeah, then not uh, a great week. Shakir has developed into a good. He'll be a good slot receiver, but they need a a, a threat down the field. You yeah. know, a bigger body threat down the field. And and this is a good draft to get one. There's a ton of them in it. All right, <clears throat> number one seed. 
Having number one seed is pretty, pretty, pretty important. By the way, new, new uh, season of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. The final season of Curb coming. Shame. Um, new playoff, since the new playoff system was introduced in 2020, 50% of the Super Bowl teams that span have been the one seed in this year. Both the Ravens and the 49ers can get there. I feel like, honestly, I'm trying to think with the last example of a team. You know, we said this year might be a, a crazy year. We got both one seeds and both three seeds making it to the playoffs. So one seed just has to win one game. Um, do you think that we're just well, actually, I guess, uh, what do we have? We had a, which of the number one seeds are more likely to go down this weekend. Wait, wait what, what is it? What am I? Anyway, um, which is the we, number one seed most likely to go down? I'll, I'll, I'll start that. The Ravens. Yeah. Pete, Pete is reading the <laughs> Princeton script for me. He doesn't even have one. I, know, I was like, wait a minute. What am I? Yeah, you think you think the Ravens are more likely to go down? Yes, I do. I, I think you know you got Patrick Mahomes in the postseason. He's done it before. Uh, he showed he can win on the road in the postseason last week against Lamar Jackson who didn't play well in the first half last week, and all the pressure's on Lamar Jackson. You're the MVP. You know, you got to prove that you can get to a Super Bowl. So I think from that standpoint, I think that's definitely winnable for the Chiefs. Breach. Chiefs, I mean, uh, Ravens or 49ers? Uh, I think that Pete has the right answer, and not just because all the pressure's on Lamar, but because they're playing the Chiefs. You're playing Patrick Mahomes. You're playing the guy who does not lose in the postseason in a sixth straight AFC title game. So just by that alone, it feels like the Ravens are more likely to go down. But this is a bold prediction show. So I'm going to say the number one seed that's more likely to go down is the San Francisco 49ers. The Lions are going to roll in there. They have the, the kind of roster, the kind of team they play that beat you up football uh, that could give the 49ers problems. So I'm going to say the Lions. Well, I think uh, they'll give them problems. I'm with you on that because I don't think the 49ers defense, again, if you block them, you're going to have success throwing it. And the Lions offensive line is really good. So I think they'll be able to throw on them. So I think they're going to give them problems. I just don't see the Lions stopping them. Joe Musso says he loves what you've done with the place, Pete. I fixed it up nice, didn't I? It's a nice living room. It's really nice. Yeah, it is. And actually, you look very comfortable in there. Uh, bold prediction. So, fine. I'll go one further. Both one seeds go down. Woo! That's right. You get a match with the Lions and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I've actually got a bet that's out. Taylor Swift out. versus Eminem. They could oh, do a man. duet for the national anthem. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Wow. Who would you, who'd you rather go to a concert of, Pete? Taylor Swift or Eminem? Uh, neither. That wasn't an option. I've okay, got a Lions. I, de- I've got a Lions defeat Chiefs Super Bowl uh, bet out there. Pete was about I, to answer I, the question, Brenton. I, I'd probably go see Eminem before I see Taylor <laughs> Swift. But I'm actually, I have tickets to see Taylor Swift. I told you, you going to sell those tickets, or what's the deal? I want to sell them. I don't want to go. What's the What's the going rate for those right now? It's hard to sell them though because you got they have like a, a place where you're limited to the, to the time you can sell them. You can't transfer them until a certain point. So oh, three, right. three grand maybe per ticket. Pete's already looked into it. it. This is hilarious. Yeah, of course. Oh, he is. hell, he hell Pete yeah. He was, was talking about selling them before he bought them. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't buy them. My wife got them. And, and I know, but you 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 mentioned that you said, but when she was like, she's going to buy them. You're like, I, I might tell her to sell them no matter what. Well, she's uh, all I mean, into she's all into selling them too, though. Don't get me wrong. Oh, interesting. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, more bowl predictions for the NFL conference championships next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, for, those not watch, for those not watching on YouTube, and you can watch on YouTube, youtube.com slash at NFL and CBS. I find the uh, the the Tommy Tran, the Tommy Tran and Musso, Joe Musso or Pal is watching. I think the the photo shoots of those two guys in suits by the fountains are pretty good. Yeah, just ask Joe if he thinks it's pretty good. He'll tell you yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, Joe. <laughs> All right, let's there, get there, in. There he is, by the way. Something I never have to do. This is Joe Musso when you're <laughs> when you're getting ready to go on the air with Joe. <laughs> Primping. <laughs> All right. Let's get two ball predictions from each game because we only have two games. We need four ball predictions in total. Pete, we will start with Chiefs and Ravens. Give us a bold prediction from the AFC Championship game on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. Let's see. Bold prediction. Um Pacheco rushes for over 100 yards. That's pretty bold because the Ravens do not give up a ton of rushing yards. Although you can beat them on the ground more than you can beat them through the air. Yeah, but you have to beat them on the ground to open up the air. Mm. And that's why I think Andy Reid's going to be smart like he was last week. And it's not going to be a free throwing it all over the place, but he's going to take his shots like he did last week off the run game. I like the idea of like Isaiah Pacheco and Roquan Smith meeting each other like right at the hole. That's like, violent. That's violent. violent. Yeah, fun violent. I love Roquan Smith, man. What a player. Yeah, the, um, the, the Texans last week couldn't run at all, so that kind of negated what they did in the passing game. I think yeah. the Chiefs will will run the ball better. Okay. Uh, Lions and 49ers. Lions at 49ers. That game – wait, which one is the uh... – the early game is the is the uh, CBS CBS game. game. Yeah, Lions at 49ers, uh, six thirty p.m. on Sunday. The two quarterbacks combined for seven hundred passing yards and five touchdowns. Wow! Oh my God, the shootout! Oh, we've got to grade the first one. Breach, we got to grade the grade Pete's predictions. I'm going to give the first one a B, but let me give the second one an A. Yeah, I'll go B minus A minus. Yeah, I, I think the second game is going to get loose. I, I really do. I think I think the way Ben Johnson calls a game, he's not going to be conservative. He's going to go down swinging, and the best way to go down swinging against that team, as we saw last week with the with the Packers, is to take those shots and the intermediate shots, all of them. And, and he's going to be smart and get the ball to his playmakers on the outside. I I think that one gets crazy, and I don't think that I don't think the Lions can stop the 49ers either. So I think that's going to go up and down the field. 
Yeah, total of 51 in that game, which is pretty robust. Uh, Niners currently favored by seven points, although that went down to six and a half, back up to seven. Uh, some juice on the and, Lions. And let's not forget that the Lions gave up the sixth most passing yards in the NFL this year. So I think it kind of feels, but they were very good at stopping the run. So it is, does Kyle Shanahan trust Brock, Brock Purdy enough to just hand him the game and say, all right, you're going to do this? Because remember, Jimmy Garoppolo in big games, there was a couple where, he just ran the ball the whole entire game and, and wouldn't put it on Jimmy's shoulders. And it didn't really feel like he put it on Purdy's shoulders until he had to when they were trailing against the Packers. And so what happens this week when there's no room to run and you really need to throw the ball? Yeah, and Purdy didn't play great in that mm. game um, and, until he had to, like you said. He made some throws. You know, we had a debate up here in the newsroom. They were raving about that throw he made to Juwan, to, uh, Juwan Jennings in the middle of the field. Yep. I mean, Jennings made a great catch on that ball, the high one. You know, yeah. uh, it was a it's a good throw over the top. He kind of layered it in there, but the the receiver made a hell of a play on that. Yeah, too. Purdy Purdy's had a fine game. And, and the one I mean, thing I'll he, say he to closed, that he closed it out. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like overall, you're not going to give him like crazy, you know, crazy. Grade no, but he runs the offense. He, you know, he, he's a he great point guard. He's a great yeah. point guard. But real quick on the Juwan Jennings throw, there was a throw earlier this year where Gardner Minshew got one of his receivers nailed. Uh, I think it was Michael Pitt Pittman, and Brady came out and said, well, you know, these quarterbacks just – you got to put the ball in a place where your receiver's not going to get nailed. And so, yeah, I mean, it was an okay – it was a great throw, I guess. But as Pete said, it's a great catch because Juwan Jennings, he is hanging his receiver out there to dry is basically what's happening. Jennings knows he's going to get decked. And he still caught it. So I think that was more of a Jennings catch than a Purdy throw. Like yeah, like the, yeah, like the Josh Allen throw to Stefan Diggs was a great throw that wasn't a catch. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, that was an unreal throw, and he didn't catch it. I mean, it, 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 by comparison, the other one was a good Unbelievable. It was on, on the money 80 yards down the field. I mean, it was ridiculous. You know, somebody – who was it? I think it was Darius Slayton. Did you see his tweet? Darius Slayton said something mm -hmm. about – he had to slow down a little bit so it was underthrown. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> sure, sure, whatever you say, Darius. <laughs> Technically, he did, but you ripped it 80 yards in the, in the weather. <laughs> Think about yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Back to the Ravens and the Chiefs. Bowl prediction number two from you, Pete. You want another one? Yeah, Taylor Swift is not shown once on the broadcast. How about that? That isn't happening. <laughs> I heard somebody talking about if they make it to the Super Bowl, she'd have a hard time getting. She'd there. have to come back off a tour, I believe. In Japan, she's, she's in Tokyo. Yeah, uh, she's February coming back 10th. for the suit. She's coming back for the Super Bowl, but I mean, it's not like she's getting on a commercial airline to come. Yeah, <laughs> you know, she's probably the on biggest. A, she could the sleep biggest, the whole thing in a bed in a private bed or something, and then get yeah. No, the biggest concern is that people would lament the fact that she was using a private jet just to come back for a football game. But there's plenty of private jets being used to go to a football game. And let's not forget the games on the West Coast. So getting from Tokyo to Vegas is probably a ten easy. or eleven hour flight. And you're crossing the international date line, so you leave February 10th night. You probably land on February 10th, and you got a whole day to spare. Can I, have one, can I have one request for this weekend? Just one. Can hey. we not have any damn kicker decide a game? Can mm. we not have it's that? It's insulting, Pete. It's insulting. It's, 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 not, it's, not, mean, it's not handball. I'm sorry, 
Yeah, what sport do you cover? Because you're not talking about football, are you? Yes, I am. I'm talking about football. One game where the kicker doesn't decide it, just so we don't have to see the guy push it wide right or well, yank you know it what? left. Sean, or... Sean McDermott and Joe Brady need to go for, play for a touchdown if they don't want to have to put it on Tyler Bass's foot. Well, they did play for a touchdown. They felt like they were a little scared. You know, I, I we had this argument upstairs before, too. I said, I think Larry Hartstein, who's here today, he said they should have used more clock. No, you score. They didn't score anything. You score a yeah. touchdown. He tried to score a touchdown. He tried to hit that shot in the back of the end zone, and he got kind of banged on the on the side, and he couldn't make the throw. You try and score. You're not trying to burn the clock. You're trying to score a touchdown. Yeah. If you what need you a touchdown, if you need a touchdown, yes, I agree with that. You get it wherever you can because you don't know when you're going to be able to get it. But if you have the field goal in your back pocket, they didn't, they can, clearly they didn't have the field goal in their back but pocket. If they would have gotten closer. No, Sean McDermott's no, okay, out so, there. He, so he knows you're proving, you're, proving my point, you're proving my point that the kickers shouldn't be deciding these days. You don't let them decide the damn game. 30 mile an hour win. Oh, stop. Excuses. Well, don't, don't, don't give the kicker a pass. He's the kicker defender. Brady Quinn is the quarterback defender. It's unbelievable. No, I'm not giving Tyler Bass a pass. He had to hit that kick. It's under 45 OJ yards. OJ Simpson could be a game. kicker and breach the defender. You got to make that kick. I mean, if but he was what? playing the wind, if he was playing the wind like he said he was, why wouldn't you aim it to the way to the to the left and let it blow it back in then? Pete. He missed. He missed it. He miss. But the win isn't that easy to figure out because you have the upright flags, and if they're blowing far, then you can gauge what you think it is. But he's on the ground where the wind likely doesn't feel as strong, so you have to use your judgment and figure out how much do I have to count for the win. And it, look, that thing started right down the middle as soon as it kicked it and just veered way right, and he looked pretty surprised that the wind was that bad. When I mean, you it wasn't say, a great hit. Breach, when you say they played for the field goal, what do you like? You're, they ran it on first down, then he threw in it, that shot into the end zone on second down, and then on third down, he was flushed out of the pocket. Probably could have taken a little throw to, I think he had Kincaid in the middle of the field and hit that for about not maybe not a first down and got more yards for the kicker because Lord knows he needed him. Uh, but where did you see they were playing for to, to you know, burn clock? No, I'm saying they should. I would have run the ball on second or third down to either make the Chiefs use a timeout or just run more clock off. Why? And I'm, I'm sure a run. Why? They, they have three, probably, didn't the Chiefs have three timeouts? Make them use one. Well, what? Okay. Okay. You make them you hand the ball off. It was second and nine. You hand the ball off and you get two yards and it's sec, It's third and seven. Is that, is that making them burn a clock more? Of an advantage to you than being hitting a pass. It missed it, but no, no, no. Pass you should nothing. get the, the first things first. You score. you score. You ideally want to score while burning as you much clock as possible. You want to but, score yeah. whatever way you can. If it happens on this next play, so be it. If it happens that you burn clock to get it, so be it. The ideal scenario is to score the touchdown, period. Okay, and what I'm saying is that, Pete, were the were the Bills more successful running the ball or throwing the ball? They they ran it. Josh yes, Allen ran so, it. Right. so why? You don't need to throw two passes when your passing game's not working. Just keep doing what's working, and that's also going to run the clock and use your they timeouts. Make the Chiefs they, use should have, they should have run the ball on either second or third down and gone for it on fourth down instead of kicking the field goal. Oh, that's moronic. In my, my opinion. That's moronic. That's idiotic. 4.7 no. yards per carry. Yeah, but no. Run the Go ball. Run the ball. down. You're going to pass on taking a tie in field goal. What the hell's wrong with you? Go score and win. You I can't beat this team in the playoffs. One. Come on. 
right, let's take a break. When we come back, blind ranking next. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. CBS Sunday, after the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker, CBS season finale Sunday after the Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. All right, that time of the year, golf is firing up, and it's that time of the show when we fire up a blind ranking. Breach and I will give Pete five items. Pete will rank them blindly, one through five. It's conference championship weekend, so you know we're going to give you some conference championship games. We'll start in the greatest year in the history of the world, 1981, the year I was born. God help Chargers, me. Bengals, the Frieza Bowl in 81, Pete. Bre- Breach isn't going to like this, but I'm going to put it at number five. Wow. Because that weather ruined what we could have seen with the, with the Chargers passing game. It was awful. Terrible. Weather should never decide a football game. It did in that one. That's a five. I'm going to say one thing real quick about that game because Chargers fans, apparently, uh, you know, my dad played in that game and all he would hear all season was that, well, if the weather would have been good, the Chargers would have won because they had Dan Fouts. And he loves to point out that during the regular season, they beat the Chargers 40 to 17. So this was not a situation. The better team won, Pete. The better team won. Who cares about the weather? If they were a better team, fine. But they still, it would have been fun to see them both throwing a ball around a little bit in that game. Well, it's crazy that it could have been Chargers Cowboys uh, if the next game on our list didn't happen. And the next game is also 1981 Cowboys 49ers. Joe Montana throws three interceptions, but no one remembers that because he connects with Dwight Clark for the catch. And they also don't remember how close the Cowboys came to coming back down the field after that catch. Remember, mm. they, they got back in it and almost scored. Um there's better than that, so I'll give that number two. From a Ooh. historical standpoint, the catch is iconic, so I'll put it at number two, but there's been better games. And better catches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 2006. The Patriots and the Colts. Peyton's revenge game. That wasn't fourth in Jackass, was it? That was during the regular season. No, that was in the regular season. Uh, that was... Uh, that was the interception late in the game by Marlon Jackson to seal it. Colts 38, uh, Pats 34. That was a great game. That I, I'd put that number one. That was a great game. We're, we're down 21 to three. Yeah. And remember Marlon Jackson? I think Marlon Jackson had an interception to seal the game late for the Colts. Set of the Super Bowl. Brady had the ball, and I think Marlon Jackson picked him off. Yes, that is correct. 17 seconds left. I was there. The Colts would then beat the... Um, down in Fort Lauderdale, would beat yeah. the uh, the Bears after yeah. Devin Hester returned in the, the rain. 
in the, the rain. rain. I remember Mike Freeman always telling us how he was like hiding up underneath the thing, using his laptop or something like that. It was terrible. The rain was bad that day. All I was right. in school. And Pete, you put that at number. You put that at number one. Yeah, that was a great game. So you have three and four left. All right, okay. let's go up to the next one. Uh, Harry putting a lot of Ohio teams on here, but this is not a Bengals AFC title game. It is a Cleveland Browns AFC title game. People listening who are young probably don't even remember the Browns ever playing an AFC title game, but they did, and they lost two heartbreakers to the Broncos. This one's the 1986 one. John Elway, the drive, and the Browns lose in overtime. I'll put that at four. Ooh. The drive was the drive was phenomenal. It was it, it was unreal. Boom, 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 right down the field, right down the field. All right, and finally, unfortunately for Breach, he didn't get this one because of how things shook out. But Bengals Chiefs twenty twenty one Burrow out duels Patrick Mahomes to take the uh, well, Bengals to the Super Bowl up. and lose to my Rams. You know what's great about it? It was a great game, but I have the two Bengals games at four and five. Ooh, <laughs> That's just for brief. Insulting. <laughs> That's what I have to deal with week in and All week right. out. That'll do it for us. Those are the best conference championship games, the blind ranking. Would you change anything if you were doing your – Not blind? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd probably – Read them to me how I put them down again. It was uh, so you have one Patriots, Colts, two the one, catch, that was three the drive. I'd probably I'd probably move the Bengals game up a little. The, the Bengals Chiefs game up. That was a well played game. I'd probably yeah. move that up a little bit. Okay, all right. That'll do it for us tomorrow. We got uh, Tuesdays with BMAC. Brady's not gonna be there, but Brian McFadden and Leisure Deucible plus myself will be there to talk all things football. Give us a like. Comment, subscribe, rate, and review for Pete for Breach. I'm Brinson. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys later. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving nonstop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.